I'm Renee Ritchie. Welcome to the channel. And as we close out 2020, this who sank my battleship of years, we're already starting to hear rumors about what's up next, what Apple's got coming our way in 2021. And this latest report from veteran Apple analyst and supply chain exfiltrator Guo Mingqi is all about Apple Silicon Macs, iPads, AirPods 3, watches, and more. And I'm going to tell you all about it right now. Sponsored by Audible. Real quick, YouTube tells me 70% of you watching this video right now still haven't subscribed. So go ahead and hit that button and bell because I've got some seriously cool stuff coming your way soon. Okay, so first up, according to Quo, who's rated 78% accurate across 141 rumors, that's according to the Apple Track website, Apple plans to release additional MacBook models with Apple Silicon in the second half of 2021. And Guo said that these MacBook models will feature a new design, but didn't specify which new MacBooks they would be. And that just opens up a ton of questions. For example, there's long been rumors about a new 12-inch MacBook, but I think the fact that Apple led off with the 13.3-inch MacBook Air fanless, especially because it's fanless, that sort of obviated the need for a 12-inch MacBook. And that branding was always just a little bit confusing as well. There have also been rumors about a 14-inch MacBook, which is basically the 13.3-inch MacBook Pro with the bezels just blown out the way Apple took the 15-inch MacBook Pro and made it into a 16-inch. Now, Apple could, of course, continue with what they're doing now, and that is just update the silicon in the current existing MacBook designs, so we would get a higher end of the existing 13.3-inch MacBook Pro, the one with four ports, and we'd get that 16-inch MacBook Pro, but with Apple Silicon, with an M1X, whatever Apple calls the stepped-up version, the 12-core version of the M1 chip. Or now they've sort of gotten their feet wet with M1, they could jump right into those new designs, and we could really get that 14-inch MacBook Pro and 16-inch MacBook Pro but with the new designs, with the new bezels, with the new tooling on the casing, and maybe, just maybe, features that a lot of us have been waiting a long time for, things like Face ID. When you're at home or when you're in a work setting and you're already socially distant, just lifting up a lid and having it automatically unlock for you, not even having to, never mind, type in a password, but even do a Touch ID, active Touch ID authentication, would be just a much better, faster, and almost utterly transparent authentication process. Not mentioned, but expected, is also the next generation of the Space Gray Mac Mini, the one with four ports, which would presumably come with that M1X, sort of the same processor tier that the higher-end MacBook Pros have, just like the new inserted underneath silver version of the Mac Mini went on the same processor tier as the Air and what I'm calling the Air Pro. And then probably the lower-end iMac, the currently 21-inch of Apple sticks with the new design, or 24-inch, according to rumors, if Apple does do that big new redesign for the iMac next year. And then that would leave the last round, the M1 XX or XL or XT or whatever that ends up being called for the bigger iMac, the currently 27-inch iMac, or what might be a 30-inch new redesigned iMac, sort of like the unified iMac Pro model. And then, of course, at the very end, just like it was during the PowerPC to Intel transition, the Mac Pro. Okay, second... Uh, Quo expects that the iPad's growth momentum will come from the adoption of new technologies 
like mini LED backlighting and 5G support. And mini LED is basically a next generation version of LED that offers some of the benefits of OLED without the associated issues. So for example, you will get higher contrast, you will get deeper blacks, but it's not doing the single pixel, like the light emitting diode technology. What it's doing is using very small pixels and local dimming zones so it can control where the backlight is coming and try to keep it off in areas that are dark and then ramp it up in areas that need brightness to create that that contrast ratio. And it's not the same as micro LED, which is the real next generation OLED, but will most certainly, most likely come up from the Apple Watch into the iPhone. So the devices now that still have LCD will probably go to mini LED and the devices that have OLED will probably go to micro LED. It's presumably going to get an A14X chipset based on the A14 that's in the current iPad Air. And traditionally, the X just means those extra processor cores, those extra performance cores and extra graphics cores. So instead of six and four, it has eight and eight, which is very similar to what the M1 Mac uh, processors have, systems on a chip have. The only difference is the Mac has Mac-specific stuff, some of which just doesn't apply at all to the iPad, things like the Rosetta acceleration. But other things like Thunderbolt controllers might be super interesting to see on a next-generation iPad Pro, especially if Apple wants to keep up the differentiation with the iPad Air, which has now gotten a very similar design and USB-C and features that were previously Pro-only. Now, earlier this week, The Elect, which is uh, an industry publication out of Korea, reported that Apple is preparing to adopt OLED screens for its iPad Pro tablets launching next year. And that Samsung Display and LG Display, which currently supply OLED panels for iPhones, were currently developing the new OLED panel for the new tablets that will likely launch in the second half of 2021. And I find this so interesting. Uh, just, just the industry analyst part of me finds this so interesting because, well, one, Apple hasn't been that keen on the bigger OLED displays for tablets because they just haven't been as good as the phone displays. They've had issues, for example, with the uniformity of brightness just from one area of the tablet to the other. But also, why would Apple be working on mini LED if OLED was a viable technology? And why would they be introducing, originally rumored for around now, around fall of 2020, but uh, now rumored for early 2021, why would they be developing mini LED versions if they were also going to introduce an OLED version just a few months later? And could they be bifurcating the line with mini LED because it's maybe a newer, more expensive technology at the higher end, at the 12.9 inch end, and using OLED at the smaller end where maybe they've solved the issues in more recent OLED processes with that contiguous brightness. But also another possibility is that with Korean industry papers, they are often used by the industry to, what's the right word, back channel, negotiate in public, uh, sort of spread corporate agendas. Uh, and you see this a lot with, with all sorts of components. So it is just as likely that Samsung and LG really want the iPad business and are using articles like this to sort of pitch that they have OLED availability for Apple for those tablets and that it is nothing more than a fever dream on the part of Samsung Display and LG Display and not actual news. 
just, uh, you know, <laughs> suppliers who want to sell components. Quo also expects a new low-priced iPad to launch in the second half of 2021, presumably the ninth generation iPad. And that stands to reason because Apple has introduced new versions of the low end of the $329 iPad for the last few years. They introduced one in March of 2018, in September of 2019, in September of 2020, just a couple of months ago. And they added features each time, like the Apple Pencil support and then the smart keyboard support. And they increased the size of the screen of the display and the system on a chip uh, that's inside it. And so I expect that it'll be similar to this. I'm just getting more and more curious what Apple is willing to push down. Like now that the iPad Air got its redesign, will they go full on with a 10.5 inch display in the exact same chassis because that's what the previous generation iPad Air has? Like, will they offer a more modern design or will they stick with the classic one just because of costs, but maybe do something like go back to the fully laminated screen? And how far ahead will they push the processor? Will it go to an A13, for example? I have so many questions, but I still love that Apple is willing to provide what I consider extreme value at the 329 price point. Next, uh, Quo also expects third-generation AirPods to launch in the late second quarter of 2021. He has previously claimed that the design of the third-generation AirPods will be similar to AirPods Pro, but likely without active noise cancellation. And active noise cancellation is a really good differentiator beyond the design, but there's also been rumors that Apple will be changing the design of the AirPods Pro as well, going into something even smaller, more minimal, without the stem. And of course, there are also rumors of AirPods Studio coming out even earlier next year, around March of next year, which are the full-on over-the-ear headphone versions of the AirPods. Everything you love about the innies, but just full-on Audi. And that could lead to a really, really interesting and strong AirPods lineup across just a huge, huge range of prices next year. Moving on, Guo predicted that the new Apple Watch shipment's momentum in 2021 will benefit from innovative health management functions and improved form factor design. And those are that's a really interesting phrasing. I don't know how much of that is Guo directly and how much of that is just the expression of what is in his report, because new health management features isn't sensors. Like a lot of people are still expecting you know, blood sugar sensors, for example, or other new hardware improvements. But health management could be strictly software-based and not tied to a new unit. You know, there have been rumors of mental health features in the past. And similar with the improved form factor, does that mean a new design like we got with the Apple Watch Series 4, where they blew out the bezels and just made a bigger screen and a, a broader design in general? Does it mean just a, a continued evolution of that design? Will there be slightly less bezel? Or will Apple be doing a slightly different shape? a slightly different thickness, uh, maybe a different size, because some people still want a bigger Apple Watch, you know, to go sort of with the small, middle and large sized versions. Will there be a, an Apple Watch Max, so to speak? Or will it be something completely different? I would have guessed that Apple would stick with this design for four years the way it did the previous design, but maybe there's something about what they want to do next with it that'll necessitate the change. Nothing on iPhone 13 in this report, but I did a whole video just a couple days ago rounding up all the iPhone 13 rumors to date. So seriously, make sure you're subscribed, but not just to me, to all the things that can bring you real value, like the audiobooks, podcasts, and just thousands of originals from Audible. I've been using Audible for 
ever, basically, back when I used to get stuck in the snow for hours during my commutes. And now I listen while I'm out for a walk or cooking or cleaning at home, even while I'm making thumbnails or outlining these videos. I've even gotten my best friend signed up as well. They listen as a family, and it is absolutely amazing. And right now, they're all up in Frank Herbert's Dune because the movie got pushed back, but the audiobook is amazing. It's one of my favorites of all time, and I listen to it at least once a year. Yes, I look into that place, I dare not look, and I hit play on it again, and then I'm right there on Arrakis, just fully immersed in what is one of the greatest science fiction stories ever told. And with Audible Plus, you get full access to the Plus catalog, filled with thousands of titles from audiobooks to popular podcasts, exclusive podcasts, and those originals. And now is the absolute best time to try it out, because with the holiday offer, Audible Plus is only $4.95 a month for your first six months. And after that, it's still only $7.95 a month. Just visit audible.com slash Renee Ritchie or text Renee Ritchie to 500-500 to check all of it out now. Just click on the link in the description, visit audible.com slash Renee Ritchie or text Renee Ritchie to 500-500. Thanks, Audible, and thanks all of you for your support. For a ton more on the M1 Max and the iPads and just everything, click on the playlist above. I've got in-depth reviews, unboxings, comparisons, just detailing every feature and a ton more to come. So click that playlist and I'll see you next video.